Good day, everyone. Welcome to Le Pep Scientifique, uh, the podcast 11 minutes. And my name is Bart van Buchem. I'm your host today. I'm a pain specialist physiotherapist, and I'm excited to introduce you today, um, um, Dan Harvey. Dan, welcome. Good day. Thanks, Bart. Good all, the <laughs> all the way. Was that, was that especially because I'm Australian? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I tend to sort of uh, take that on because I've been spending a bit of time in Adelaide recently. So um, I'm trying to get rid of it uh, at some point because, yeah, obviously I'm not Australian. Um, but uh, Dan is here with me today. Um, we're going to spend 11 minutes and then an extended version of it uh, for our premium listeners and viewers uh, on the pub scene to fix. So welcome, everybody. Um, Dan is a lecturer and a researcher as um, he is in Adelaide, South Australia at the University of South Australia. Um, his position is about 50-50, you just told me. Um, before that, he did a PhD. I'm not sure when you finished it, but what it was with Lorimer, mostly uh, Johan Vlaien and Anne Mulders which are not coincidentally, but all Belgium uh, people and, and uh, uh, great researchers, nice group and um, uh, did a postdoc research position on Gold Coast, Queensland, um, partly on whiplash associated disorders and uh, did some work with Michel Capitas, another Belgium. So it was a lot of chocolate and beer, I guess, Dan. <laughs> you can never have too much. <laughs> That's right. Um, so we got 11 minutes. So we're going to start the time and we're just going to ramble from here. That's all right. Okay, good. So then, um, I think we have been talking about your book, um, Pain and Perception. I think that's a nice way to go. Um, can you give me some some ideas or some some your, your views on on where and why this book and what is it? Great. Um, uh, well, firstly, thanks for having me. Very happy to be here. Um, this might be one of the most natural, naturally occurring books uh, of all time, I think. So um, this book emerged from the pain revolution. Uh, and for those of you who don't know the pain revolution, um, it's a public outreach um, pain education event here in Australia that Lorimer Mosley started. Uh, and one part of that is what we call a rural outreach tour, um, where we bring a, a modern understanding of pain to rural communities. Um, part of that is a, as a bicycle tour. Um, another part of that uh, are public education events where we speak to clinicians and the public. And another part of that is something we call the brain bus. And the Brain Bus is a, an experiential learning lab uh, where we set up illusions in the community. Uh, yes, outside of a bus, sometimes inside of a bus. Um, and community members come and interact with us. Um, they experience illusions of all kinds. And we've been using those illusions to start conversations with people, firstly, about how perception works and uh, what are the nuances and characteristics of perception? And then we're able to link those characteristics to, to pain and the, the nuances and characteristics of pain. So it's 
for it's been a, a way of opening a door to a new way of thinking about uh, perception and how pain uh, works. Um, we started to train other people to join us on the brain bus. And, and part of that was putting together what we called a brain bus manual, which is where we started to catalog different illusions and link those different illusions to different characteristics of perception. Um, the way uh, grouping information together is fundamental to perception. Uh, the way our past experience uh, seems fundamental to the way uh, sensory information is interpreted. Um, and so we, we almost started developing this book naturally um, through putting together this uh, brain bus manual to teach other people how to use illusions um, to start these uh, door opening conversations with people uh, about pain. And um, it was it was basically a version of that manual that um, Lorimer and I uh, took uh, to Noi Group um, uh, and pitched it to them as a as a as a possible book for them to to publish. And um, yeah, came together I think really nicely uh, since then. Um, Noi were really great to work with in bringing that to um, something we're really excited about. Maybe one other thing if I, uh, that I'll throw in there as well as I had a yeah. uh, two-year-old at the time and I was reading to her a lot of um, books that have got uh, pull-out flaps and cutouts with fold-over pages and things. And, um, and that, so putting that together with the Brain Bus manual gave us the idea to have these kinds of um, cutout pages that fold over to reveal um, illusions and things. Um, and with, with, with the learning science telling us that we need to make learning experiences interactive and experiential, we were also able to make this more than just um, text and pictures, but something that you, you, you use, your, use your body to interact with um, solutions. You've got to turn the book upside down for or uh, fold over a, a page with, that's got cutouts or um, there's a ruler where you have to measure things. So if, um, uh, yeah, so we really brought together what we learned from the pain revolution um, with children's books <laughs> yeah. to make something really fun. So, uh, uh, yeah, I see the result. It's, it's a really 22nd century book. It feels like it's really upfront. It's very innovative. Although the, 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 um, the concepts are not new, right? So, uh, but uh, they are new for the field of pain or slowly trying to get the perception mm. paradigm within the pain paradigm. Well, what is your view on it? So I think it's still very upfront yeah. thinking, but where, where yeah. does it link and where does it maybe, where could it be tough to combine those two worlds? Um. Yeah, I guess, you know, we're, you're right, it's not not new. And if I think back, um, you know, people like Lorimer were using uh, illusions in their presentations 10, 15 years ago. Um, there is um, a lot of interest at the moment in um, these Bayesian predictive approaches to um understanding uh, perception and pain. And I think there's a, 
there's more of an openness at the moment to really using philosophy to um, understand and describe pain because, um, well, we only get so far using fMRI to look at blood flow changes in the brain. It's really, um, um, I've, I've heard it um, described that using a, using fMRIs to understand the, the brain is like putting a stethoscope up to the wall of the iPhone factory to understand how a, an iPhone works. Mm. Um, so I think where these approaches of using illusions and also using philosophy are really helping us um, is to bridge this gap between science and our own experience. Um, I think we can get a long way explaining how central sensitization works to someone, mm -hmm. but, but when they have an illusion in front of them, they experience in a very real way the, the weirdness, the quirks of perception that are a bit more difficult to describe in terms of changes in synapses. Um, and it's more relatable than a fMRI or a, um, or, or a physiological explanation, I guess. So that's, I guess, where I see it fitting in. Yeah. So how did it, how did it go on? How did it, so you have the experience very early and quite a bit with the brain bus. So you have been exposing people even like five mm. or seven years ago with the, mm. with, with the idea. So what is your experience with that, with patients? So with um, the people in pain, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Um, a few things. I mean, um, you know, the number of sort of wow moments that we see and we sort of see the cogs turning um, and we love that because it's, 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 there's an experience and then there's a self-reflection happening and we don't always know what's happening in their brain, but we sort of see the cogs turning uh, and, and that seems to be them rethinking things. Um, we used it very deliberately um, as part of the pain revolution as an event before our evening um, seminars um, because we, we believed that it would be a way of creating an openness because what one thing an illusion does is it, it disrupts, uh, you, it disrupts your confidence that you know how the world works <laughs> in a way. Um, uh, and, and in that space of, of, um, uh, uh, uncertainty that you, that you know how perception works, um, I think that creates a space to fill with other information. So I think it works beautifully with other pain education um, approaches um, uh, as well as just a way of stimulating some, um, some self-reflection, which I think is um, really important. Yeah, I can see that. So, so, and can you give an example of a person like with like aha when the cocks are really shifting for example that it made sense yeah um one illusion that we had um uh on the brain bus one year um was an illusion i used in a in a study and 
it makes it look like you've turned your head. It makes it look to you like you've turned your head more than you actually have. It's a virtual reality um, experiment. And we were able to show that her pain was affected not just by how far she turned her head, um, uh, but how far it looked like she turned her head. And she'd been, she knew a lot about um, pain science. She'd been told um, that her uh, persistent neck pain was um, largely due to non-physical factors. Uh, but it was that illusion that made that knowledge real to her. Mm. Um, that's a very um, individual, sort of personal um, experience. But um, to lesser and greater degrees, we see that um, with all of our illusions, it makes it real. Um, and that was profound for her in, in taking on um, the pain education messages that she already knew. That, that's, yes. So, well, time. Well, we, got, we, we just buy ourselves a bit more on this one because I think this is a question that really is on the tip of my tongue now. So what if the book provides the, the illusions or the paradigm, let's say, on paper, would you feel like what will be the ideally, what will be the best way to deliver it? Would it be an, like an experiment, just like you you um, you explained about? Or is it going to be something rather than, oh, the book will do probably? And do you have a favorite version mm. or page in the book that sort of put things together? Yeah. Um, is there a best way to use it? I'm not sure. I'm hoping Noy is going to um, work with us to survey some people who've been using the book already and find out how <clears throat> those all those innovative clinicians have been been using it. Um, it's designed that it, it can be um, a sort of self-guided read. So there's some reflections in there and things um, and and some some um some sort of um, advice uh, at the end. Um, so that's certainly one way it can be used is someone can take it, read it cover to cover and, and follow the reflections. I think it sits really nice on the shelf of a therapist um, who might um, uh, want to bring out one illusion or more to make a just to, to make a point or as an example of something they're already uh, talking about. Um, we made it beautiful. So I think it's, it's kind of the perfect coffee table book. If people don't um, uh, run off with it, I'm thinking like um, coffee tables in clinics and that, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it did. It yeah. So to me, they need a lock. I heard about people need a lock <laughs> for the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think, yeah, there's a number of ways to use it. And we are actually looking for feedback on that topic. Yeah. Uh, did, did you also ask me if I had a favorite illusion? Yeah, I did. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I've actually got it here. I think this one is my favorite for its simplicity. I just with the, with the cubes. Yeah, the with the cubes. And th this is one of the ones that's got the, um, the fold over. The fold page. over. Mm, so that's the, cool. Yeah. The, the bottom uh, box looks lighter, but they're actually the same. Um, yeah. It's a, a variation of one we had on the, the brain bus. And I just love it because you can, you can say your brain is taking in information from the locations, but mm. it's also considering the, 
the other information, the direction of light, where the shadows are, these sort of things. And you can relate that so directly to their, their body and their experience because you can say your brain is also interested in information from your lower back, but that's not the only thing it's interested in. It's also taking in the, the whole picture of your circumstance, your beliefs, your understanding, the X-ray report that you read, the things the doctor told you. Um, so we sort of draw those links between the location and also the other information that the brain's considering. Um, and I just think it's really simple, snappy, sharp, and, and um, yeah, relatable. Yeah. And I can see this, the kid's book with the fold over. <laughs> it's yeah. Great, huh? yeah. All right. So um, we're going to extend this conversation a bit for our listeners on uh, the podcast. Thank you for listening. It was great to have you, Dan. So for your interest, uh, Dan is going to present on the Pup Homebrew on the 24th of November. So you can join live. Um just keep an eye on our website. We will keep you updated. So 24th of November, 2022, he will be presenting for, oh, we've got two hours with you. So that's going to be amazing. So lots of more of this exciting stuff. So thank you for listening. Yep. And um, see you and hopefully you'll listen up next time.